Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. I am excited to share the stories of Auburn today. I can't wait to tell you about everything that went down, if you've seen the pictures, and maybe you've even seen some of the news stories. It'll be fun for you to hear the behind the scenes of what it was like. And before I do that, I have a surprise for you. Are you coming to If Gathering in person, live? We want you there because a huge announcement is going to be made about things that we have been working on, and we do not want you to miss it. We want as many people in the room as possible. And If Gathering is happening February 23rd, 24th. And yeah, you need to be there in person. Yes, you can still host an If Local if that's what you want to do. We believe in that so much. But this year, because of this huge announcement we're going to make, we want as many people in the room as possible. We are in Dickey's Arena this year. And we wanted to make as much room as possible. So the stage was set at the end of the arena. We are opening that up and moving the stage to the center, which opens up 3,000 more tickets that are going to go on sale Thursday. However, we are making them available to you today. And so if you get them in the next day and a half, two days, you will be able to secure secret batch of tickets that is just for you. And we are giving you a discount, $20 off for all of the Made for This listeners. So shh, don't tell everybody else. You guys are going to get tickets before they run out and you're going to get them on sale. So there is a limited amount of those tickets. So grab them fast. And here's what you need to know. You need to go to if2024.com backslash tickets. If2024.com backslash tickets. And you're going to get a discount code for $20 off by using capital M, capital F, capital T for made for this. Capital M, capital F, capital T. So go right now, tell your friends, email them, text them, say we're going to If Gathering, get your tickets, and I can't wait to see you there. Well, guys, a lot of you are asking me about Auburn, and I'd love to tell the whole story. So today I'm going to kind of take you there with me of what just happened. If you don't know, not long ago, I was speaking with my friend Jonathan Bacluda at an event in Auburn, and there were spontaneous baptisms. We were baptizing people for two and a half hours in the water. It was absolutely a movement of God. I'm telling you, it was ridiculously powerful. And Even today, I did an interview on media for it. It's kind of spread and been a really, really powerful story, I think, and encouraging to people that this generation wants God because they do. And so, yeah, let let me take you. If you don't know, I have been watching Gen Z do wild things since 2018, since they were on the scene at college. It was the first time that I ever spoke to them. And Texas A&M, and for an hour after an event, they were confessing sin publicly. Same thing happens at Baylor, except even more amazing things happen. Students take the mic and and are declaring, like, suicidal thoughts are no longer going to have power over Baylor's campus. And they lined up, and they all were speaking that over themselves, over Baylor's campus. It has been 
amazing to watch them step into the part of the story that they are playing right now. They are zealous. They are hungry for God. Yes, it is dark. Yes, they have been raised on technology. Yes, many of them have struggled with addiction and currently do to pornography, to vaping, to drugs. Yes, all of that is true. Those stats aren't made up. It is the darkest generation, but I also believe it is so freaking full of hope. There is so much happening with them. They want God. I think they've tasted the hopelessness of what the world and the devil has to offer them. And they're sick of it and they want out. And and I keep seeing it. Auburn is not actually that special. I mean, yes, it was probably one of my favorite nights ever just because of the symbol of baptism and watching that many people go in the water and come back up and the joy on their face. And I'll tell you the whole story. But I just want to start by saying God is moving. This is happening. And it's happening everywhere. It's happening through many, many, many ministries. As I shared that, other people were sending me stories of of spontaneous baptisms on their college campus and the things that God is doing on their college campuses. So something is happening with Gen Z right now. So exciting. I believe it. It is real. What happened at Auburn that night? I'll tell that story first. So we were asked to do this event by a dear friend of mine, Tanya Pruitt, and it was her vision. And she invited the entire campus along with all the coaches. She is married to an assistant coach there for the basketball team. And so she rallied. It was a dream of hers to bring together, to unite Auburn's campus. And so that was what it was called, Unite Auburn. And they'd never done this event before. And all of the coaches got behind it and helped but they still had no idea. It was a free event. Just show up and come in. And they had no idea how many people would come. It's only a campus of about 20, 25,000 students. And that night, they say, I don't know because I didn't count the numbers, but they say there were 6,000 people in the arena. An hour before the event started, there was a line around the arena. By the time they came in, still just an hour almost an hour before there, the half the stadium was full. And we can't explain that. I mean, it, that felt like a miracle already. They had no idea how many students to expect. And that blew us away because it was a free event and they just walked in. And so I think we all began to think, okay, this might be a really special night. Passion Worship was there who just brings in and ushers in the Holy Spirit. I have been with them on occasion when they've led and and that was no accident that they were leading and it was so powerful and worship was amazing. And then JP took the stage and he talked about pornography. And I wa- I've been excited to tell this part of the story because I can't always tell it on media, but it was a bold sermon. I mean, there wasn't a lot of laughter. The room was really quiet and still. It was a hard sermon, very hard and uncomfortable. In fact, I gave him a hard time later and said, man, you you left him in that uncomfortable place for a long time. But I think it was part of what happened that night because there was conviction and everyone was feeling the gravity of their sin. And then there was a story about a girl, uh, Emma, who was at Passion when I spoke there and confessed her sin that night and she was set free and how her life has changed since that year. And I believe, and then I get on stage after that. And so I talked about spiritual authority. I talked about the spiritual authority over darkness that we have and the spiritual authority we have to do good in the world. And I talked about what I see happening in their generation. And I talked about God and how he is moving on earth. And it is not an issue of you making that happen or holding that back. It's happening. And it's a choice of whether you are going to be a part of it or not and whether you want in. And then we talked about the darkness and how much authority God has given us over the darkness, that we are not victims to our sin, we are not victims to our circumstance, and we are not victims to our emotions and our feelings and thoughts. And so that's what I preached on. And then 
I talked about Matthew 28, and I said, with the authority that Jesus was given from his father, he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples to the ends of the earth, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. That's how I ended it. It was a call to what God has called us to, which is to love people and to make disciples. That is taking their part in the story of God. And then they confessed with each other. There were groups, pods of three or four people, same gender, and they each shared what their struggle was, what their sin was. And so that was happening. And then I shared Jesus. I gave people a chance to respond to that. And someone wanted to be baptized. And I walked off stage thinking I was it was over, thinking the night was over. And the pastor beside me, worship had already started. The passion band had already picked back up. The pastor beside me showed me a text from a girl that said, I want to be baptized tonight. And I get back up and say, oh, well, first I look at Patrick and say, is this possible? Could we baptize them somewhere? And I think he said, we could do it at a pool. Um, one of our friends has a pool. And I said, I think we need to think bigger. And he, he was like, okay, okay, we could do it down the street. It's pretty far. You know, it's a, it's a lake. And I said, do you think they would walk? And he said, I don't know. We can, we can see. I think so. And I got back up and said, um, would anyone else want to trust Christ tonight and be baptized? And this, this girl wants to be baptized tonight. And dozens of people raised their hand across the stadium. And I said, okay, guys, do not miss this. We're going going down to the lake and poor passion band. I mean, they were supposed to lead probably three more songs and they were so supportive and wonderful and celebrated with us. But yeah, they we all just literally walked out of the arena. I get into a car, we get down there. Guys, this was a dark lake. Like there was no there were no lights. It was dirty. I was thinking, what have I just done? Like what are they even going to come? It's so far. I mean, we drove for it felt like 3 4 5 minutes, so it was it was a good mile away. It felt like, and I just, and nobody was there. We were the first ones there because we had a car. And I'm, I'm like, I text everybody to tell them to turn their headlights on the lake. And so they, they do that. And that sweet pastor is organizing guys. He is like, we're going to, if we're going to have lines and we want to get people's information, we want to follow up with them. So grateful for the local church presence. I, it wouldn't have happened. I don't think I would have had the confidence to do that without all the pastors that were there helping. We had five to 10 people in the water baptizing for solid two plus hours. It was just unlike anything I've seen. We got to share with each person, hear their story, where they were in their faith. We we took that seriously. We didn't just dunk a bunch of people. We we really had a conversation with them about where they were in their faith and asked them questions about their relationship with God and, and why they were making this decision. And, and so I got to hear a lot of stories. And I will tell you, like the stories were so sincere. It was, I want to be clean. I want to dedicate and give my life to Jesus. I started following him a few weeks ago, and I want every, all of the student body to know, like, I follow Jesus. They were doing this in front of their peers. They were doing this in front of their friends. JP was baptizing next to me, and he said, you know, he, he had a group of five fraternity brothers that were all baptized together. It was so moving. There's a video of it out there somewhere. I think it's on his Instagram and it's so precious. And he said, now look at all these guys, everybody. And again, there's thousands of people surrounding the lake. You all see the videos of the people that are right in front of us. But I would turn around and there were lights and people on all the sides. Like there were people watching from all over the lake. It was so powerful at times during the night. He he said, now these guys, if you see them partying, you know, you remind them they're following Jesus now. And there was accountability because they were baptized in front of their peers and there were so many of them. And so 
I just I've heard stories since already of of life change of how real this was for them that they truly are making hard decisions with their lives and it was special. But there was already you know everybody asks I you know how does this happen and can this keep happening and I think it will. It is it is happening at other campuses, guys. It, God is already moving in Gen Z. It is already happening. But I know all of us are going. We want it too, and I believe it's in conjunction with us. I, I think how God moves, I, I told them that night, I said, God moves when we want him to move. When we ask him to move, he waits for us. Like he's searching the, the earth for hearts that are fully his. He wants to go crazy through people that want God. And so we don't need to crave a movement of God as much as we crave God. And they were craving God that night. They couldn't have imagined what was about to happen, but they were willing to name their sin and they were willing to to say step forward and say I want to follow Jesus. And so there's a there I think there's there's a desire for this and and we're watching that desire grow in all of us. Are you kidding? I want a hundred nights like that night. I want a thousand nights like that night in my own life. But that is unique when God moves that way. I don't think it is extra, extra special. I think there have been stories throughout history of mass baptisms and revival and people coming to Jesus and to faith. So I believe it can happen anytime, anywhere. I think we all are craving it. But what predicated that movement specifically were two things. It was local churches surrounding that event and and praying in advance of it and individuals who were praying by the lake on Fridays before. And they didn't know we would end up at the lake. They were just praying for their campus, praying for themselves, worshiping God together. But they were there asking God to move. And who I saw a video of that little gathering. I'll try to post that as well and tell that story online. And I, I saw the video of what it was. And they just were, were, it was so simple. There was like 10 of them. And I imagine whoever led that was maybe disappointed at how many people came that night. But yet they knew when this happened that it was no mistake that they had been on that ground praying for that to happen. So we've got to pray. We have to pray. If you want to see God move, you ask him to move. You ask him to move because he wants to move. (laughs) He does. He's not unable. He can do it tomorrow in your church, in your life, in your small group. He can do it. But I think we've got to open our hands to what it might look like. The event leaders of that conference had to say, you know what? It's not going to close how we thought. We're not going to get to make our announcements. It's not going to go how we thought. But they were on the sidelines beside me, making these decisions with me and saying, yes, let's do it. So there, there's a prayer, a spirit filled like, God, what do you want? And then there's the obedience of just saying, you know what, y'all, candidly, I, I announced that. And I thought, are, are 10 people going to come? Is anyone going to come? <laughs> I didn't know, but it was a risk worth taking. And I think we've got to also just not be afraid to just say, let's risk this and see what happens. that Jenny has a YouTube and we post videos up all the time. And so go to youtube.com and search Jenny Allen. We'll make sure to post it in the show notes as well. Share it with your friends, pass it along to someone today. And we're so glad you guys were here. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Made for This podcast. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. 
Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.